Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Wayne, your facilitator for this call. I trust that all is well with you this time of the day. Um, Certainly want to thank you for joining us on this talk shoe line where we can stay up to date and current with the programs that were jointly connected. We know that many of you are facing lots of challenges and we certainly do have, uh, are happy that you're able to take the time away from your family or your busy schedule to stay up to date. Uh, and I say that because it helps Joan and I in, in a very good way because it's less phone calls and emails and text messages that we have to field, which takes time away from the things that we need to do for so many, as well as taking time away from our family. So we certainly appreciate you tuning in to the live calls as well as the recorded calls just to stay up to date which helps us all as a team. Now, as we have been doing for the several months now, we open our call with a prayer, and we're going to do so. I have one of our team members online with us. He's going to pray for us this evening, um, and he is going to um, open our call at this time, ladies and gentlemen. Um, just one moment, please. Mm-hmm. All right, and we want to thank Elda Fullard, Fullard, who has joined us on our call, one of our team members, and he is going to open uh, our call with prayer this evening. Elda Fullard, you can go ahead at this time, sir. Thank you, Brother Rainey. I appreciate you so much. Let us bow our heads. Father, we thank you so much for today. We are blessed that we are here together, and we're asking, Lord, especially in these times that you have given us so much. We're especially praying for the youth and families. We ask so much of your mercy and grace to be extended to that particular family. We also pray for our MSS staff, those members of Lord, especially who are going through very difficult times, and we reach out especially to that family. Lord, and we realize that in these last days, the work of what we're doing, we want to be under your umbrella. So we ask that you will impart to us uh, the understanding of uh, the funds that are being paid out. We just ask, Lord, that you would cover us with your righteousness and your glory. And Lord, for all of those of our members who are, are going through so much, we just ask for especially in the various uh, parts of our country and the world. So many are going through so many difficulties. And so we reach out to various uh, 
uh, towns and cities and rural, just asking that you will keep your umbrella and your mercy over them. Now tonight, as we discuss matters that would enhance not only each one in a very financial way, but to your glory and to your honor, we ask all this in the lovely name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Elder Fuller, for taking us a little step higher, closer to heaven there. We certainly appreciate you coming and praying, and absolutely appreciate you being a part of our team also. Again, thank you. My pleasure. All right, ladies and gentlemen, um, we have a lot of information to cover um, regarding the EMS uh, slash HCI program, and I'm going to take some time to do that. However, before I go there, let me address those of you who are particular members of the Imperia Invest program um, because the information I have to share with you is not lengthy. I want to get that out ahead so you can then be about your business as we continue to address the issues and concerns for the HCI and EMS program. Now, as I shared with us last week regarding Imperia, there had not been a lot of information flowing to me from the sources from which I receive information. I've had no clear uh, conclusion as to the reason for that, Um, but this I do know at this point that information was slow to come as the delivery of packages also had slowed down. For what reason, I am not certain at this point, but um, from the vantage point of our contacts with UPS, there was a, uh, a slowdown in the delivery without any further explanation as to the reason why. So uh, don't ask me that. I can't give it to you because they didn't give it to me. Nevertheless, the thing that we need to stay focused on is that the packages are still going out. There have been some confirmations that I have received this week, so they're still going out, maybe not in the volume that they were or what they had stated. But uh, the other information I've received most recently is that things are intending to ramp up again in terms of delivery. So let's be on standby, on the lookout, keeping our ears and our eyes uh, watchful for communication from UPS as to an appointment to receive our packages also. I am confident that this will happen for us, ladies and gentlemen, even though it hasn't happened for thousands of us yet. They are still focused mainly in the United States. Uh, We have had no uh, direct communication as to what will happen to the rest of the world after they're finished the United States as to what part of the world they would go first. Um, So as we learn more about that, certainly I will share that information with us here on this talk show line. But um, just be patient or continue to be patient as we wait for UPS to contact us to set up an appointment for the delivery of our packages. All right, that's our update for Imperia this week. Now let's shift gears to talk about the EMS and the HCI program. Last week, I brought some things to your attention, um, and I did follow up with getting the question and answer out, which uh, many, many responded to and found it very helpful. As a result of that question and answer going out also, 
I have entertained, Joan and I have entertained hundreds of calls, emails, questions, even though I thought and we thought the information as to relates to question and answers were pretty clear cut and easily to be understood by all. Well, as life would have it, that is not the case. It seems like it's open more questions than the answers that it put forth, <laughs> and I don't know why. I want to review some of those things to make sure it's crystal clear, even though I believe, even at this point, the answers are crystal, crystal clear to the answers that were posed. But I want to focus some attention on certain ones, and stay with me as I do this. And if you don't get it, listening to this live call, meaning that it's not clear in your mind or it's not connecting in your mind, please take the time to go back and listen to the recorded call once, twice, three times, as often as you have to, to until it's solidified in your mind and you are clear of the communication relating to the questions that were posed and the answers that were given. First off, I want to address this particular question about the media. I've had literally hundreds of people emailing me, why, why did EMS have to go and announce this to the media? Ladies and gentlemen, let's, <laughs> um, let's get with it here, please. There's not much that happens in our world without the media knowing. And as we even now know, not even conversations between the president and people in his cabinet. We learn about that in the media. Information that wasn't supposed to get out, it gets out. So that is the reality of life. It is a fact of life, in fact. EMS did not and has not gone out there to announce this program. It's a private program. However, there are members in this program who may be connected to some people in the media, have talked about it. The information is on the site. It's not protected that uh, someone can't go on and read the information that's there. However, again, they cannot advertise a program so it's not being put out there to the world or to the media. And EMS did not do that, has not done that, and will not do that. They made mention of the fact of the media because it's an aspect of this program that they are responsible for managing. When you arrive at the EMS building, you will see media, likely, somewhere near the building. They have to stay within 200, back rather, they have to stay back 200 meters from the building. So when you, your car pulls up to the building to let you off, you go inside and you take care of your business. They can't come to you in that area to try to ask you questions. Now, once you've been in the EMS building, sign your documents, which includes a non-disclosure agreement that will prevent you and I from speaking about this program 
and how we came into it or what we are getting from it, yes, there will be a non-disclosure to that effect that will prevent us from doing that. Certainly, now when you exit the building and you, if you run into media outside of that 200-meter protected area, yeah, they're going to ask you questions. But you have to put your thinking cap on because the media always has their thinking caps on. Your response, my response should be, yes, you guessed it, no comment, no comment, no comment, thank you, no comment, no comment. You will then abide by your non-disclosure agreement. And yes, the media will eventually go from you because you're not giving them or feeding them something to keep them hanging on. So that's how the media comes into play. It's not a secret that they know that something is going on at this building, especially if the whole block that the building is on is cordoned off with security. And, and, and it's not the president or vice president that's there. So please keep that in mind that you and I have a responsibility to manage what we do with EMS and not communicate to the media, but they are the one that's going to approach you and you now know what to say to them. All right, let's move on. Again, this other issue that we posted in the question and answer, uh, question number 24, having to do with your back offices in EMS. For those of you who have made purchases in shares that exceed $9,999. If you see that number in your back office, it is not the accurate account for all the money in terms of shares that you purchased. When they set up the program, it was not their intent for an investor to, be, to go beyond 9999 Therefore, they did not increase that counter. Now, since we're able to get five for one, 10 for one, yes, uh, perch, our purchases can then help us to exceed the 9999 If you have that number in your back office, when you purchase your shares and received a confirmation from Lars, he gave you in that email confirmation the accurate amount of shares dollar-wise that you have in your back office exceeding 9999 If Joan or myself facilitated your purchase and it's beyond 999 yes, you do have that information 100% of the time she sends that out to you. And I say 100% of the time, she has not missed it yet. That information is in your email. Whether you opened your email or checked your junk or spam to find the email, she sent it to you. That, and it has the total amount of shares that you have based on the total amount of dollars that's in your back office. All right, let's shift to the next one. Again, we've had people questioning, well, in this case, many don't know if they were verified in HCI. 
can't help you at all. EMS can't help you at all. If you did not stay focused and up-to-date on the program to know what you have by managing what's in your back office, that is your issue, not mine, not EMS. That information was quite visible for us to know what we have that is verified or not verified. So we can't help you with ascertaining that information, ladies and gentlemen, if your lights were green or red or yellow in the HCI program. If you're not sure at all, the wise thing to do would be to now upload your KYC documents in your EMS back office and send that information to Lars that you have uploaded them so he can then verify them and send you a confirmation email that it has been done. None of the information, zero, nil, nada, I don't know how I could say this any other way, was transferred from HCI to EMS, nothing, two separate programs. What we were supposed to do when we registered with EMS was utilize the same username and password from HCI to register in EMS for consistency of username. Many did not do that. If you didn't do it, that's okay. They'll be able to sort it out somehow when you get to New York based on you letting them know what username you had in the HCI program. So nothing was transferred from HCI to EMS. Although the two programs merged, their information from HCI did not merge with EMS's computer systems. All right, next point of information. Many of you have written about this and called and text that you have no verified investments in your back office. That's right. Not one of us do at all. That is, if you read carefully, the reverse pension plan is not considered an investment, even, so, even though it says investments. That's because there are other investments that EMS had offered and was offering at one time that had to do with precious metals. Investments there has to do with assets, tangible assets, which was precious metals. So what you and I are involved in with the uh, pre-funded reverse pension program is not considered investment under the legal term investment. These are reverse pension program. That's why it will say no investments, no verified investments, because you don't have any, we don't have any at all. Now, another information, a point of information uh, connected to this uh, that many of you called, text, and emailed about, again, is that you don't see Anything in your back office when you look is no nothing, no nothing under the reverse under the pension plan, no dollar amount. For most of you that responded that 
weighing, it's because you're trying to look for the information on your cell phone. You're not going to see it. It doesn't give you a broad enough range of view for you to see the pension plan and the dollar amount in your pension plan on your phone. You have to use a tablet, a laptop, or a computer that will give you a broader range of view for you to be able to see that. So please note that also. Now, another point of information having to do with the KYC and the back office. Um, in the event that you go back there, ladies and gentlemen, and you have, because we've had many in our last two calls, since our last two calls, contact us about this information. They've indicated that their light under the verification documents is red, or the lights are red, both of them, or one of them, or one's yellow and one's red. Either way, once your document is not uploaded, you're going to have a red light. If it is uploaded, you're going to have a yellow light, which means it's in a verification status. Now, here's what you need to know about the yellow light. If you uploaded your documents and you did not communicate with EMS to let them know that you had, do you think they're going to know that you did? Do you think they're going to read your mind to think that you must have uploaded it? Absolutely not. If you don't communicate to them to let them know that you have uploaded your KYC documents, they're not going to know. They don't go in the back office of everyone just looking around because they have nothing to do to see if their lights are red or green or yellow or purple. No. You have to indicate to them that you've uploaded your documents, and the way you do that when you communicate to them, the first thing you put in the subject area is your username. That's how they know who you are. Then after your username, you put slash, whatever the issue is, KYC documents uploaded, banking updated banking information. Whatever it is that you send in terms of communication to EMS, it has to have your username first. This is how they know whom they're dealing with. Next after that, the slash identifies what your issue or concerns are so they can go to it and address it for you. Now, we've had many people uh, contact us recently indicating that their lights in their back offices are red, simply meaning that nothing was ever uploaded there. That's what that means. It means that you may have attempted to upload the documents, but because you did not reduce the size of the documents to the specification required to upload them, it didn't take. So please pay careful attention to that. Go back and see what the specifications are in terms of 
how many, uh, how large the um, document needs to be to be uploaded because if it exceeds that size, it's not going to take at all, at all. I can assure you that. All right. Now, there's some of you also um, who have purchased your shares and sent the information in to Lars or back then to Euclid indicating that you sent money to EMS's Perfect Money account or Seagold account. Again, if you did not attach to that email your batch number, they will have no, and I repeat, no frame of reference to what you sent at all. They have to be able to correlate what you sent based on the batch number of the funds going to their perfect money or Seagold account with what you produce in writing, the receipt for that. This is how they are then able to make the connection between in the transaction and be also able to verify your payment that went to their Seagold or perfect money account. It has to reflect the batch number. In the batch number area also, when you send that in, it has to reflect specifically whom the shares are being purchased for. If it's five shares you're buying, don't send the information with the batch number and saying this is for 25 shares because it's not. 25 shares is what you get as a bonus and you don't put the bonus in. EMS is the one that gives you the bonus. You're not giving it to them. So you would indicate that this money is for five shares. You provide the batch number and then they would then verify the funds received in their Seagold or Perfect Money account according to the batch number that you provided. They will then update the information in your back office as it relates to your purchase and you will then see the dollar amount in your pension plan. That's how that works, ladies and gentlemen. Now, I want to address a couple more questions before we go, and I'm taking the time to do so because we have been inundated night and day, and I can tell you we have some people for the life of me, uh, they're not in foreign countries, but they're calling us at 1, 2 a.m. in the morning. Yes, we're often up trying to take care of things for you, but that doesn't mean that we're entertaining calls also. All right, so let me address these few last matters with us so we can let you go this evening. All right, another point of information I want to address is question number 25 on the Q&A. How do I calculate how many shares I have? Again, I'll repeat this in your hearing. You can go back and listen to it in the recording. When you go in your back office where it says my investments and you look under the pension plan, you will see a dollar amount. 
that dollar amount constitutes the total amount of shares, dollars rather, you have spent to purchase shares and pay for the trust account. So when you see that dollar amount, first thing you want to do is subtract $98 from it. That would be the cost for the trust. Next thing you want to do, the balance after having subtracted the 98, you want to divide that by $38 as the cost for each share. Whatever that total comes out to be, that is the amount of shares that you have in your back office. Now, if you simply want to calculate what your expected return would be based on those shares, all right, roughly then you can estimate that by multiplying the amount of shares that you have roughly by $50,000. That would give you an approximate payout amount. Now, I know that we get one free share, which is roughly another $50,000 with each trust account. I didn't factor that in at all. If you want to, that's great. I wait then for them to give me the rest of the accurate information as it relates to that when I get to New York. Some of you have asked about the bonuses. How do we calculate that? If you look in the EMS back office, it tells you about 70 kilograms of gold for referral. You can Google what the value of 70 kilograms of gold is, and that's what you will receive for a referral on those that you immediately and directly referred. Now, the thing that we're not clear on, but I believe it will go like this based on what I've read. Each share that the person that you referred, it is likely that you will get a referral bonus on each share that they have purchased. Now, that's just me and what I've read. But let's wait till we get to New York to further clarify that. As they say, that will be icing on the cake if that is the case. All right? Next issue of concern I want to address is item number 29 on the question and answer sheet. What will I need to bring to New York with me in order to enter the EMS building? It's pretty clear that for those of you who will be representing uh, someone else in the program, you need a power of attorney document that needs to be notarized. It needs to be specific. It needs to say what permission you're giving the person uh, to do for you when they go to New York. In essence, what you need to be specific about is that this person has the role and responsibility or the power to conclude your transaction with EMS and HCI. This person will also have the power to sign and represent you based on their signature with all the legal documents that are related to the transaction. You also want to indicate specifically that you give this person permission to do further investment 
with your funds that you're receiving in some of the financial vehicles that will be offered in New York. These three main things will help you to then be able to conclude the person whom you're representing in New York or whom, who is representing you, rather, <clears throat> in New York. That's what you need to say specifically so they can conduct their, your business on your behalf. Now, it did, I did indicate that two picture forms of ID may be necessary. Some of you indicate that you don't have two picture ID. Certainly for those traveling from abroad, they would have a passport, which is a picture ID. They may have a driver's license, which is another picture ID. But most people traveling from abroad have a government-issued ID, picture ID. That also will be sufficient. And for those of you who are uh, representing family or loved one who have passed on, it is imperative that you bring the death certificate of that individual that you're representing to New York. And also, to that, something to indicate your relationship to the deceased. Because if they had given you a power of attorney before they passed on, it is null and void at their death. You may have a will that the person did leave. If the will indicates your role for that person, bring that because that is also a legal document giving you permission to carry out their business in their absence on this earth. All right, I hope that's clear. Now, two more issues and I'll let you go. And I'll deal with this one first because I think it's a quicker one and I'll go to the next one. Some of you are concerned about your travel to New York and going together as a group or family. Yes, that is possible. Uh, they've indicated here that you can have a group of five to six members travel together. Now, in order for that to happen or to notify EMS that you'll be traveling together, now is not the time to let them know at all. So please, don't try to email them to say, um, Here's the, here are the people that are being my group. They don't have time for that. In fact, that email will be deleted, ladies and gentlemen. At the appropriate time, EMS will let us know when to communicate about our traveling to New York with them at the appropriate time. This won't happen until the simulations are completely over. It's after that period, and not immediately after, but after that time, they will communicate that information to us. All right, let's move to our last item, and I think this is a lengthy one, but I, I just want to make sure I address it. This is item number 33 on your question and answer, uh, particularly for those members that are traveling from outside of the U.S. and don't have a visa. <clears throat> now, this process has already been worked out with U.S. Um, immigration. This lengthy question and uh, rather lengthy answer to this question is giving 
you specific detail as to how things will work for you coming to New York. Yes, highlighting this point, a normal procedure is that, of course, a valid visa must be present upon check-in to the airport to travel to the U.S. unless there is a specific temporary diplomatic status issued. You, as an investor, to state this simple, simply, you just need to check in as any other flight would without a visa. Show your passport and you will be cleared to travel. Meaning you will need to book your reservation with the air with the airline when you arrive with your passport and travel documents at the airport and going through the custom process by presenting your passport, not having a visa to travel to the US, they will be able to pull your information up in their system, indicating uh with your name rather indicated on a list of approved persons to travel to the U.S. for seven days. I didn't say seven. I didn't say seven business days. Um, I said seven days. Period. Now that information is again based on the question and the answer received in 2015. That particular situation may have changed to some degree. But as we know it, it is such right now. If it has changed, we will be updated further on that. For those of you who are, many have misunderstood this, thinking that they can travel to the U.S. right away at this point. No. Uh, because we're nearing the end of the simulation. You cannot do so. You have to wait until the program is completed with the simulations, and they have then authorized us to travel to New York. Now, there will be specific dates given for individuals to do that, and we will be informed at the appropriate time. For those of you who have family overseas that may be, will be coming to New York during that time and may um, have this notion or this thought in your mind that you're going to go beyond the seven days or maybe overstay your seven-day welcome, I assure you, whatever funds you have coming to you in the program, they would freeze those, lock it down. Um, that's probably the least that they will do, ladies and gentlemen. So don't even begin to entertain that thought. And that's literally a warning for you from now that you can share with those of your family who will be traveling to the U.S. likely for the first time to meet with EMS. All right, I think I've covered that. Ladies and gentlemen, please take some time, especially those of you who are international, go back and read question number 33 
and read the answer over and over until you solidified in your mind the process. Many of you come to me, Wayne, can I take a limo to New York to the building? Uh, no, you cannot. This is the system that they've set up, and it's a very specific system of how it will occur. Can I leave my relative, stay at my relative's home and go to the EMS building? No, that's not how it works. Everyone will have to check into a hotel. Before you even get to the hotel, you will be able to make your reservation, inform EMS via email where you will be staying, what hotel, and let them know who it was that made the reservation for you, if it were not you. Now, when you check into your hotel, you would already had information placed in your room from EMS as to what procedures that you need to follow at that point in time. They will arrange for transportation to pick you up from your hotel and take you to the EMS building. You can't grab a cab, ride your bike, it's a nice day, I'll walk. None of that will work, ladies and gentlemen. You will have to take the transportation that they provide to take you to the EMS building so that you can conclude your transaction there. All right? Enough said about that. Um, I hope that that was helpful to many of you, and hopefully I won't get, and Joan and I won't get a lot of uh, follow-up questions to that because I think this is pretty clear. Now, certainly, if there are other questions that you have not related to these 33 questions, yeah, um, you could submit that to us, and then we'll address those at another time. Um, either if we don't know the answer, we'll have Mr. Millard provide the answers to it. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for your time. Uh, we covered a lot tonight, and I hope it's clear and crystal clear in your mind at this time. We look forward to hearing from EMS here shortly this week or by the weekend as to the progress that they have made uh, they would, I believe they would have started already the simulation based on the brief hold, but we don't know because we haven't heard it from them. So once we do, we'll share that information with you, or please take your time to read the site to see the updates that they place there uh, when it comes out. God bless you all. We'll see you on our call next week. Bye-bye for now. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.